any BTS fans out there who listen to this podcast because we need to talk. Annyeonghaseyo, everyone, and welcome to another episode of UMK, the podcast made by a fangirl for all kinds of fangirls, fanboys, and fanfolk. Ah, such a long intro. I don't know how to fix it. Uh, if I sound kind of annoyed, um, I'm not like annoyed, annoyed. No, actually, what? Screw that. Yes, I am. So, uh, the past week, uh, I did talk about like fangirling with Mara and discussed a couple of things about the much awaited comeback of BTS, uh, Dynamite, which finally came out a couple of days ago. And I got stuff to say. Um, so much stuff that. A whole episode that's already been recorded that was supposed to be a teaching episode, you know, where I get cute drama clips and sometimes funny, sometimes sad ones. Um, and I teach you like vocabulary stuff uh, from it. That get that I can't even talk properly. That kind of got put on the back burner because of this pressing issue, which is, of course, the release of that single and I got a lot of stuff to say. So, well, okay, you guys ready for it? Let's go. Kaza. So, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to make a disclaimer about what this podcast today is going to be about, but I'm going to go ahead right away and say, you know, this is all my opinion. Um, I might actually read some stuff that was like sent to me by some of my students and some of my friends about this, but you know, I'm gonna believe that everybody's like open-minded. Um, I'm gonna stay open-minded. You know, feel free to message me um, and feel free to open a discussion with me about anything I'm gonna say tonight about um, the latest release of BTS. Um, I'm more than like happy to you know be proven right to be proven wrong whatever so uh yeah i'm gonna just go ahead and start well uh the previous podcast um with mara was where i kind of aired my worries about the song being in english and it wasn't a worry like you know whether the song was going to be good or bad or anything but just the whole kind of implication of BTS releasing a song in English. And um, surprisingly, nobody really kind of thought I was dissing BTS because I really wasn't. And I still am not dissing them. Um, it was, I didn't know what I was getting into or, you know, you know what was going to be released. I was basing everything that I was thinking off of just the details that I knew at the time. I'm actually not sure if the teaser was out when um, Mara and I recorded that podcast. But anyways, so it came out. I watched it like right on time. And to kind of make this podcast not a long 
winding, you know, going in circles kind of podcast. We will discuss it kind of like in bits and pieces. And this is more like for me um, so that I don't get carried away or I don't keep repeating myself. Uh, so we are going to discuss first um, the song being in English and, you know, what it's like. And um, now I'm not like a professional musician. I'm just not my thing. But uh, in terms of like what I thought of the feel of the song, you know, the, the melody and stuff like that, I'm going to have to agree. It is catchy. Um, and I, I saw a couple of memes before, um, and by before, I mean like, you know, two days ago, uh, that were like, um, a list, like I, basically it was my thoughts in a meme, sort of, not even a meme, just a post. Why do I keep calling it a meme? Um, of like how BTS songs like evolve and still kind of stay true to themselves in a certain way. I'm going to have to find that, but it was basically for Dynamite. Their kind of little hook is the whole da na 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 hey, which I love. It's kind of really like a bop. Can't you can't like not smile when you sing that line. Um, and then for on it was like hey na na na. Don't don't make me sing. It's like super late. And I'm anyways. So it's that that hey na na na. And then before that, there was what was it? I know in DNA it's that la 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 la, and then yeah, all of their other songs have like these little cute little hooky things that um, I really love, which I kind of really appreciate. It kind of seemed like they were kind of gunning for that kind of thing, you know. Which fans, whether you're hardcore fans or whether you're like new fans like me, can really appreciate because it's so just you know, cute, and it's, like, the easiest part to sing, especially if you're not, you know, well, at least for the Korean songs, if you couldn't sing the Korean parts, you could at least sing those, and so I kind of love that, and then, um, in terms of, like, how likable it was going to be, like, by the, you know, public, and not just by BTS fans or K-pop fans, but, like, on a worldwide scale, I think it works. Did it blow me away? No. Did it offend me? No. I loved it. It was it, in a. I love it in the sense that you know I would play it while I was working out, or while I was in the car, or while I'm doing chores. You know that kind of thing where you want to have it in the background and you want to feel better. Um, but on a grander kind of, I guess, bigger picture kind of scale or whatever. Um, bigger picture kind of scale. What am I saying? It's the kind of music I think that is needed at a time like this. We live in dark times. This is, you know, I sh I'm sure I speak for a lot of people that this is not the 2020 we imagined. Um, we did not expect to enter the second decade of the, is it the second decade? Or is it the third decade? of the 21st century. It's technically this third. It's math. I'm very bad at this. But we didn't expect this. And now that we're all kind of finding ourselves 
you know, with a lot of questions, lots of doubts, lots of frustrations, and lots of fears, it's a song that's really, really just kind of uplifting. Is it uplifting because of the lyrics? You tell me. I want to know what happened to some of the lines in this song. I'm like, sure. Um, so I'm going to pull up the lyrics to um, Dynamite. Should be easy to find. But like my little thing about it was the line that says, I'm diamond. You know I glow up. I'm diamond. And I tried to search if it was just like a, a typo. Um, like if it was a version that somebody just kind of typed up and missed an article or something. But no, I searched it, I think like 20 times from 20 possible, not, I don't know, just a lot of times to see like what stuff comes out. But okay, it goes, um, disco overload. I'm into that. I'm good to go. I, that's fine. That's fine for me. I'm diamond. You know I glow up. Hey, let's go. Oh, no, it says, hey, so let's go. So I'm, you know, people who are going to start to hate on me, I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt and say it was the kind of sacrifice that some musicians make for lyrics, like to keep the rhythm of a song and the song had a really nice kind of staccato going on because you know they would sing it with like a and it it's cute but and then there's I don't know there's just stuff that I don't understand and you know I'm probably going to get messages you know from people who are going to say stop overanalyzing just enjoy the music and that's the thing if they'd always made this kind of music, I would be more understanding. Okay, like, oh, that's their style. They just really do that. But it's their first kind of foray into a full English song. And I don't know about you. Maybe it's the Leo in me. But if I want to do something for the first time, you know, and if I'm not from like a tiny, obscure recording company or you know record label I'm gonna make sure that my song is written well or at the very least correctly and and the thing is you know Big Hit didn't release this by themselves they have an American counterpart which is Columbia and I don't know who cleared this but again, if it's one of those things that were, you know, let's sacrifice the lyrics for the beat or for the rhythm of the song, okay, I'll let that go. I'm not a professional, so I'm not going to come after your jobs. But yeah, that's one thing. And then, um, I don't know, did RM and Suga really have to rap the same lines? This is getting heavy. Can you hear the bass? Boom, I'm ready. Life is sweet as honey, yeah, this beat cha-ching, like money, huh? I don't, I mean, these two are probably, like, not even probably, these are, these two are, like, deemed 
two of like the most sought after kind of up and not even up and coming but like one of the best rappers in korea like suga is not just a great rapper he's a sought after producer rm's own mixtape mono is amazing amazing and then on their first english single they get the same lines i mean come on certainly they deserve better than that and um yeah but okay so in terms of like that's like my little me for the lyrics really um now the video um so i watched the video right as it came out and i watched it with my sister and my sister was like oh hey it looks kind of similar to um one of their old videos and my sister is clueless like about bts not clueless like that they they don't she doesn't know them but clueless like she can't name all seven of them she can name no she recognizes the faces <laughs> of um v of j-hope of rm and jk but then she can't quite keep track of all of them yet but she kind of recognized that it looked kind of like boy with love and i said huh boy with love is kind of more like pink tone to me but i got what she was saying and i was like huh and then she goes well it's we're in the middle of a pandemic you know it's either they didn't want a lot of people in the production or this is like a deliberate thing where they're saying let's keep it simple let's stick to cg and whatever um and i kind of appreciated that i really did um visually it was just it was pretty i liked i loved it um i liked that dance line that dance scene where they're all like decked out in gucci um except for jin who i believe was wearing ysl um and that little kind of disco scene where they're all dancing was pretty what i didn't get was like the teletubbies um grass scene where they looked like they were they lit up those gender reveal smoke bomb things um but anyways apparently they're releasing like a b-side um mv so i'm kind of excited about that because this first mv much as i think that they all look beautiful and you know especially namjoon's blue hair my god i tried to um get in touch with uh my korean hair stylist and asked if i could do i could make i could get blue hair she kind of discouraged me <laughs> but that's another story um but yeah so i loved it they all looked really good but please somebody explain to me why kim seokjin out of like a three minute 20 second video i'm not sure about the time if you know the exact length of the video tell me he appears for a total of five seconds jin they're young they're worldwide handsome the guy whose nickname is worldwide handsome who's tall beautiful face 
broad-ass shoulders, freely cute dancing, and you know he can be really funny, um, is given a whole five seconds in this um, music video. I want to know why. Like, somebody kind of needs to explain it to me. And I've been saying this for a while now, and some people have told me that, you know, their theories about it. You know, maybe it's because he's about to leave and serve in the military. That's where they're trying to get fans used to the idea of not seeing him so much. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to call, that's a bunch of bullshit. Bullshit. Like, if you know one of the seven members of one of the biggest acts in the music industry right now is about to go and serve the military, which means he's going to be gone for about, for no less than, what, 21 months? You don't start weaning the public off of the idea of seeing him. You give them as much of him as you can. No shit. That's like, that's a bunch of crap. So, and there were a couple of other ideas that um, were floated um, around. And one of them was that, you know, maybe it's because he doesn't speak English that much. And I'm like, they need, they need to speak in English. They were singing in English. I know people who, you know, can't speak a certain language, but can sing perfectly in whatever language because you get to practice it and because you have to, you know, melodically pronounce everything. There's a, there's a tune, there's, you know, a rhythm and stuff like that. So it becomes easier. That's actually how I learned Korean really quickly is because I sang so much. Um, so I don't think that's an excuse. Like, even if you give him like, you know, two bars or four bars of whatever, it's a three almost three and a half minute video what is like three and a half minutes divided by seven what is it like 30 seconds each not good at this but i mean i don't know I, i'm sure it's more than five seconds is what i'm saying i don't care if i'm coming off like a total complete math idiot i don't care i'm just enraged and then um but what was kind of comforting to me, because at first I was nervous that, you know, when you're a new fan of anything, I was nervous to say anything because I felt like, you know, the hierarchy might start shitting on me, you know. But I just kind of stopped caring when it came to this little issue. Like, you can um, message me all you want about you know giving me justifications as to why Jin wasn't present in that video but I'm still not gonna buy it you know I kind of demand a reshoot I'm kidding I just want a different version so but then they say that the b-side is coming um and then one of my friends um who brought it up with me also was like, why are you getting worked up? And I'm like, because there's seven of them. There's seven of them, and I only saw six. I only saw six. 
I saw like flashes of, you know, his beautiful eyes and his kind of cute dancing expression. But, you know, I saw JK dancing in a whole room by himself. I saw um, Jimin dancing in front of that like diner looking thing by himself. Namjoon was in a record store. Uh, Sugar was in front of a basketball um, hoop. J-Hope was in that kind of, was it the receiving area of a diner? And then V was in front of an ice cream truck. See, it's, I could name every single kind of solo frame, whatever, of all of the other members. But I couldn't say anything about Jin. And that's got to be something, saying something. And um, when I started wondering this, I started to remember also, um, one of my good friend Kyla mentioned this like a, a while back even before dynamite was um going to be released that i should watch um what video was it um not today where there was practically no sign of gin so i want to know you know why are there kind of like instances like this it's a mystery but you know it's happened once why make it happen again and one of the, and during one of their biggest biggest comebacks ever too. So I don't know. I want to know, but um, you know, apparently the B side is coming. So maybe that'll make me shut up about this. So I mean, if you have thoughts also um, about BTS's new single Dynamite, which again I'm gonna say I don't, I'm not shitting on it. I like it. I dance to it. It's my LSS. It's stuck in my head. I hear people, I hear my neighbors playing it. I can't escape it. And I'm just saying, as someone who um, really likes BTS and really loves them, you know, like, where's Jin? So, I don't know. There might be like a continuation to this because apparently a B-side is coming out. But let's see. In the meantime, that's where I'm leaving that. So... Haha. I'm doing a happy dance. Of course, there's an update to this um, to this podcast because last night, um, the B-side uh, music video for Dynamite came out, and there's finally a lot of gin. That's I'm. It sounds like I'm talking about the drink, but you know which gin I'm talking about. Um, and I'm going to be completely honest. I like the B-side version better than the original music video because I still can't wrap around, wrap my mind around the need for that whole Teletubby set. And yes, I am going to call those kind of smoke bombs, the gender reveal bombs. I don't, yeah, it, I still don't get it. And I, but I do like this version better, um, but, you know, just when you think, you know, Big Hit's kind of, you know, made amends with the many fans who've probably expressed their disappointment over the lack, the utter lack of Kim Seok Jin um, in the Dynamite video, you find that the EDM remix has totally excluded him. I'm like, I mean, come on. But anyways, um, this is just kind of like, an update that I really had to kind of insert 
in this um, uh, uh, episode that was nothing short of a rant. <laughs> um, but yeah, I totally, totally loved it um, that there was more Jin. Um, although I still can't kind of get over the fact that like his solo shot slash frame was just him in front of a white and green wall when the other guys got whole sets. I don't know. I like, I don't get it. And then of course my recording got cut off because my dog wanted to be let in to where I was recording. But uh, yeah, I'm just going to say um, I'm kind of happy. It seems like somebody listened, although it does feel like sort of a half-ass apology. Um, and just today I was like, I, I think I revised the title of this podcast maybe thrice uh, before deciding on the last one. Um, and it's a good kind of segue into what a couple of episodes will probably be like. Um, and now if you, of course, if you're listening to this, you've probably seen that the title is like, How to Hold Love and Loathing in One Heart, aka a K-pop fan's dilemma. Because you, there are, I think, a real fan, kind of a real sensible fan, is the type that knows that their bias or their favorites aren't perfect. And that's kind of the part that you celebrate. You, because, you know, them being perfect, like seeing them only as like a, you know, can do no wrong sort of people or person or group, um, I think is kind of the wrong way to go about it. We're all human beings. It's a, you know, it's, we're all fallible. And it's um, really comforting to just kind of know that people do make mistakes and, and, I'm not saying this is like, you know, unforgivable. It's just that I think we should acknowledge the fact that a mistake has been done by excluding Kim Sok-jin. I really am like pulling this whole episode out in support of Jin uh, because a lot of like um, tidbits of news have kind of got come my way about Jin stands like shutting down their Twitters and just kind of giving up on the whole uh, fandom, which is sad because he is like one of my favorite kind of characters. <laughs> it's not a book. I know it's not like a story, but he, he's so funny. He's so loud. He makes dad jokes. He has, he makes really good dad moves. Like those dance moves are on this B side. MV or is hilarious. Um, anyway, getting back to my point, it's a, you know, you're a true fan when you finally kind of take off those rose-colored glasses and see that, you know, even the people that we really love are flawed. And it's just one of those things that when you, and you you kind of feel closer to whoever it is that you uh, love so much, you know, as an artist, when you recognize that, you know, yeah, they can make mistakes. So I think that's going to be part of another podcast. I'm going to need someone else to talk to about this again gonna invite some friends over but anyway that's it for um this episode of um k uh if you guys have thoughts um and i'm sure if you're an army you do you know whether it's um thoughts that oppose mine or thoughts that are 
chiming in with mine, feel free to message me over on my Instagram, which is um, at Sam. It's at G-R-A-Y dot S-U-E dot S-A-M over on Instagram. You can message me over there. I'm very, very happy to respond to everybody. Um, And then I guess I'll see you next time. And hopefully next time I won't be ranting so much. So catch you later. Annyeong. Thank you.